When I lived in Laguna Beach, California, back in 2005, we had a terrible landslide. Many homes just literally slid down Bluebird Canyon. It was quite a sight, a dozen homes, and miraculously, no one was killed. I'm a root cause girl, so things like this will bother me until I understand them, especially when it was hitting so close to home. Poking around town and asking a lot of questions, what I ended up learning was that Laguna Beach, like many California towns, are built on a specific type of soil, somebody called it San Andreas soil, that has flecks of powerful clay in it. And when the heavy rain goes down deep and the clay gets wet, it can coagulate like these flecks actually find each other and create a sheet under the soil. And that's how landslides happen. It made me think about how the same thing can happen with your words, your language. Words, although they seem like harmless little flecks of clay, can actually be quite powerful. Over time, they coagulate into a prison or a box of words that become your belief system and keep you trapped. Watch your language is something many of us heard from our moms. It turns out it's valuable advice. Stay tuned for more on this episode of Crazy Busy. You're listening to Crazy Busy, the podcast for executives, entrepreneurs, and savvy fast trackers who want to start their week sane and end it that way too. Here's your host, growth strategist, executive coach, and millennial leadership mentor, Karen Bellantoni. We've all heard it's not just what you say, it's how you say it. Yes, that is 100% true. But more importantly, words have many layers and are more than just a way to communicate because our words have energy and power and can sometimes reveal our secrets. We feel good or bad vibes from certain words because some words are positive energy and some words have negative energy. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about two things. First, how your words are revealing and become your identity because you're programming yourself. And secondly, how your words can create trust or distrust and impact every relationship you have. So first, how do our words become our identity? Let's start with an example. I'm exhausted is a regular response when I ask friends in New York City how they're doing. When I hear that, I think to myself, be careful what you wish for. Autoimmune disorders are on the rise and telling your body it's exhausted should be a clue that you shouldn't be talking to me, but rather napping, meditating, or taking a nice walk to decompress. If you aren't listening to your body again and again, your body will develop sickness to truly make you rest. Instead of saying it, do something restorative for yourself. Take something off your plate, renegotiate a deliverable, but don't let I'm exhausted become your default. Go back and listen to my podcast, Do You Deserve a Break Today, to get more tips on this. When your ears hear what you're saying and how you feel about yourself, it creates an energetic shift in your body. The energetic shift is the difference between you feeling confident 
or not confident, sick or well, empowered or disempowered. Every time you say I am, you start to become it all the time. If every time you spoke, you were just a little more intentional about what you said, you'd have a stronger sense of your own gravitas and personal power. This is going to bode well for you in negotiations and relationships of all types. Another place I find this shows up is apologizing. People saying I'm sorry constantly. Recently, I was watching the presidential debates and saw Marianne Williamson being interviewed by Anderson Cooper. It seemed like a good interview. He was really surprised by a lot of things she was saying. But at one point, her mic was not sitting on her lapel correctly, and the sound was not coming out right. So he leaned forward and said, you've got to fix the mic. And she fluttered into a state of, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And it completely took her power away. She was making these powerful points, much to the surprise of her interviewer. And it was a really impactful moment for her as a speaker. But apologizing changed her tone, changed her eye patterns, changed her body posture. And quite frankly, I wanted to stop listening. How often do you apologize and say, I'm sorry, when it's unnecessary? I'm sorry is actually a really powerful thing to say when it's appropriate. Overusing I'm sorry is not. As you start to notice the words you overuse, the words that don't make you feel good, or change the way you feel when you were feeling empowered, you can start to list them. Maybe you can trust a best friend, somebody you hang out with a lot, or a work associate to let you know when you're overusing some of these words. Next, start to remove unnecessary words and negative words and replace them with more positive words. Fall in love with words and learn a new word every day. There's plenty of screensavers or apps that can help you do this. Improving your vocabulary will not only improve the way you feel about yourself, but the way others see you. If you want to learn more about how your words can reveal who you are and program you, check out the book Every Word Has Power by Yvonne Oswald. I also love Power Words by Sharon Ann Klinger. They'll go deeper on these topics with you. So now let's take a look at how your words create trust or distrust and impact your relationships. My client was the HR director at a corporate branding agency, and she said to me regularly, I'm suspicious. This time it was, I'm suspicious of Joanne. I don't know if she's really working from home like she says she is. Watch your language, I said to her. How can you flip that into something more positive? She just stared at me and said, I don't know what she's doing. And I said, well, then get curious. Curious is the flip side and the positive side of suspicion. Ask questions with a tone of curiosity rather than suspicion, and you'll likely get a different result and a better relationship. People react better to your positive intent than a negative one. Don't assume the worst in people. Just get curious, and if you need to know something, ask. Did you ever notice how other people react to your good news? I notice how others react to my good news. I take it kind of seriously because I feel like it shows me if you have good intent or negative intent. 
If you've heard I'm going on a nice vacation and your answer is, bitch, you're always going somewhere I want to go, well, you're out. My feeling when I hear that is you don't want what's best for me. I understand the impulse and I don't receive it as bad energy, but no matter how you look at it, it isn't happy or well-meaning. Never say I'm jealous. Nobody really wants anyone to be jealous of them unless they're very insecure. When someone says they're jealous or envious of me, I immediately say, please don't be jealous. Be happy for me. Sometimes they get a little annoyed. (laughs) They feel the accusation in my statement because they know that it is in their intent to be jealous and that jealousy and envy is negativity. If someone has something that you'd like to have, be happy for them. Find out more about how they got it. Get closer to them. Don't put distance between you and what you want or you and them by being envious or jealous. These words have power. Just try to fake it till you make it with this one. Say you're happy for someone else instead of saying you're jealous and just see how you feel. Why? Because your feelings become your thoughts, your thoughts become your words, your words become your beliefs, and your beliefs become your reality. Once you have created your reality, your reality becomes your feelings again. You're in a dangerous cycle. Words can become habits, like the default response to how you're doing has become I'm busy, or I'm busy, I'm crazy busy. Yeah, sure, who isn't busy today? I don't know anyone who isn't busy. No matter what is keeping you busy, busy is still just a generic term, and it puts up a wall between you and whoever you're speaking with. If someone's asked you how you're doing, think about who's asking you, and what did they really mean by that? What's their intent? If they're your boss or a client, they may have a different meaning than if it's your mom or your spouse. Maybe you and your spouse just had a riff over something and he or she is calling or checking in with you to see how you're doing. Busy sounds like, I don't really want to talk to you about it. If it's your mom and she knows you're sick, she's calling to see how you're doing. She really means, how do you feel? Do you feel better? So the answer, the standard answer, busy, isn't an intimate answer. It's a meme, and we've all gotten used to that in the crazy busy world we're in. It just says, I don't even want to tell you how I am. And worse, I don't even want to feel or think about what you mean by that question, so I'm just going to answer it with my state, which is crazy busy. If you're catching up with a friend after work and they ask you how your week went, what have you been up to? That standard answer comes up. I'm busy, crazy busy. Yeah, it's all good, but I'm crazy busy. You can start to pay attention and notice that trigger. You can even notice it as I'm saying it right now. Ha, how dramatically inappropriate it is to answer that way. It really does nothing to expand your relationship with the person, nor does it really help you get in touch with what your week was really like or how you really feel. My last week was busy. It was extremely busy. Further than that, I spent two days at an incredibly powerful podcasting conference with other podcasters and female entrepreneurs. Stay tuned for a special series of Crazy Busy The Interviews where you'll hear me interviewing these female entrepreneurs who've actually used the tactics that we've talked about early in the podcast to get out of Crazy Busy and power their businesses. 
but back to this show. That conference was action-packed. There really wasn't a minute to do more than scan my email or my texts. I had to make a quick phone call here and there, and that was about it. But when I say to you my week was busy, I'm not telling you anything, am I? So the truth is my week was exciting. It was exhilarating. It was emotional. It was profoundly mind-expanding. I learned so much from these eight powerful women entrepreneurs when I interviewed them, things about breaking through, things I had never thought about before, women that had been born in different eras. They had to break through different issues of race, bigotry, and even their own families trying to keep them small so they wouldn't change and grow and be different than them. In some cases, these women have pivoted and pivoted and pivoted so many times that the frustration of their family who said, we've paid for your education and we thought you'd look this way and now you don't want to do that. It was heartbreaking to hear how alone some of them felt. I was so moved. My week was powerful. My week expanded my mindset and it opened my heart. Would you rather hear me tell you that? or how crazy busy I was. Don't you wanna hear more? Here is a tip. If you're just getting started with this changing your language thing, and the word busy comes out of your mouth, just keep talking. Don't let it end there. I was busy, uh, it was busy, uh, with interesting things that I did. Would you like to hear about one of them? Invite a conversation. Start changing the way you respond to people and you're going to start changing your relationships. Think about what you're saying. Think about the power of your words and think about the choices that you want to make to present yourself in a way that connects you to people and that allows more intimacy and more depth in your relationships. Stop programming yourself negatively with your words. Find the optimism, the enthusiasm, find what's good, find what's working and use your language to reflect that. Those things will multiply and grow. And lastly, just make sure you're responding to what people intend. If they really want to know how you're feeling, don't say you're busy. If they really want to know how your week was, give them a tidbit or two. Saying you're busy is almost programming yourself into more craziness. And I know that's the last thing you want because you're listening to this podcast. I hope this episode sparked some insights in you and new awareness about how you can be more mindful with your language. Just a few little shifts can make a big difference. Until next time, leave crazy busy behind and become the leader I know you were meant to be. Thanks for listening to Crazy Busy with Karen Bellantoni. If you want to learn about how Karen can help your team, email karen at karenbellantoni.com. We'll be back in two weeks with the next episode of Crazy Busy.